We're going to just, uh, this morning, I'm hoping experience something of the Word of God. Um, I got saved in 1970, 10-year-old, and here I am, 64, nearly 64 years later. And I'm still as passionate, more passionate about Jesus than ever. And I want to give you this, this morning, I want to share my heart on, on how we can just be the kind of people that God wants us to be all the days of our lives. There's a, there's a scripture I've been going through, the book of Judges, and someone said to me, wow, that's a heavy book you're reading. I said, I actually don't think so. Because it's incredible how God steps in every time people cry out to him. It is a book full of grace. There's a, there's a verse there that I just want to read to you uh, that it says here, in chapter 2, verse 10, it says, And all that generation were gathered to their fathers. That's the Joshua generation. In other words, they died. And it said this, And there arose another generation after them who did not know the Lord or the work he had done for them. Don't you find that deeply saddening and tragic? And so my heart this morning is to share with you never to forget the wonder of the gospel. Never to forget what Jesus did in your life and my life. And we're going to go through a beautiful psalm, Psalm 103, which to me summarizes the beauty of the gospel, the magnificence of the gospel, the miracle of the gospel, the majesty of the gospel. Miracle upon miracle upon miracle have come out of the very story that Jesus came to earth because the Father loved the world so much. That he came and lived as a man, God on earth as a man. Came to die and his blood flowed that our sins might be forgiven. And on the third day, he rose again so that we could live life in eternity with him and with power and in victory. And he's reigning in heaven so that we can reign with him now in this world. We can overcome. That is the gospel. And what a beautiful, beautiful message that we have. It, sh it should be the constant anthem singing in our hearts. Your heart singing and bursting. That's why I say passion is, is a choice, not a personality type. And hopefully this morning... As we go through Psalm 103, I just want to remind you of what happened in my life, what happened in yours, and what can happen in the ongoing work, message of the gospel about Jesus can do in our lives. In, in Jude chapter, I think it's chapter 1, it says something like this, I'm just because I'm off the top of my head, this beautiful short book from the brother of Jesus, writing to believers who are persecuted dying, being martyred for their faith. And he says something like this, I paraphrase, he says, to all you believers, to all the saints, called by God, loved in the Father, kept for Jesus. Man, what a beautiful gospel. So I'm going to read this, I'm going to read this uh, Psalm 103, and we're going to go through it systematically. If we don't go through it all, that's actually okay. Because I want us to sense 
the beauty of the inheritance of the entrustment that's been given to us that's come through us over thousands of years and rests in our hearts and keeps changing and transforming us into eternity. This is the beautiful message of the gospel. Amen? Yes, okay. Yay! Woohoo! Okay. Right, before it gets, I'm, I'm really excited about this. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to read the whole psalm and then we're just going to unpack it a bit. Okay. Is that all right? Okay, it is all right. I know why pastors and guys preaching say that. When you say, is that okay? <laughs> it's going to be okay. Okay. Praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Who forgives all your sins. Heals all your diseases. Redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like eagles. Did you see me? The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord, this is, this is, this is how he made himself known to Moses, by the way. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Oh, I could almost just stop there. Almost stop there. Why are we here? This message today and this passage of scripture describes, defines the very reason why you and I are here. The very reason why we worship. The very reason why we find safe place in God, the very reason why we're on mission, the very reason why church comes together on a Sunday, this is it. This is the why for everything. The why for everything. It's so beautiful that on Friday night, uh, I don't know if some of you just realized the simplicity of the gospel. Wasn't expository teaching, which is always, it's good, expository teaching, good. But Friday night, the simple message about the name of Jesus, lives changed. That's it. God, there's something inherent, in the inherent power of the gospel, the message that changes lives. And so I want to share with you, I'm not going to get through them all, most likely, seven reasons why the gospel is so good. Seven reasons why the gospel is simply the best news there can and ever will be. And number one, praise the Lord, my soul, my all my being, praise His holy name. The gospel is birthed in the heart 
of a Holy Ghost. From the beginning of time through to eternity, God himself in his holiness chose a, a plan for you and me to be redeemed, to come back to him. The moment Adam saved, God had a plan A, and there was only one plan A, it was Jesus. The very compassion and love of God, the very heart of God to have relationship with that which he created. The thing that he said, oh, this is made in, this is made in my image. And that was destroyed. He said, I've got a plan. My heart is to have a relationship with men and women. See, the gospel is a perfect message because it's birthed and, con and consumes a perfect father. Amen? The Bible story from Genesis to Revelation, from the beginning to the end, page upon page upon page, is God's heart to redeem people. The theme of the Bible is, rede is redemption. When you're studying and reading your Bible for today and in your devotion today, you ask yourself, Lord, what do you want to redeem in my life? What do you want to change in my life? Because right through the Bible, redemption just oozes the pages, every story. You, go, you read God's redeeming. And the beautiful thing is that it was instigated, that it originated, created in God himself, in his holiness. We cannot fathom it. We cannot understand his holiness, that the God of perfection, the God of infinite, infinite the God who's, who's superior over all, who's supreme over all, who's sovereign over all, yet comes in simplicity and wants to touch and change our hearts. I wrote this just the other day as I was, as I was just preparing in my own devotion. I wrote this. I said, God is absolutely sovereign and self-sufficient. He's totally satisfied in himself, has no need of our praise to make him happy. However, he chooses to take great delight when his children have an all-encompassing, growing passion to praise him. There's little value in the outward show of worship without an inward compelling conviction that God is perfectly good and is so worthy of all we are and all we have and all we endeavor to do. The gospel is the best news there ever can be. It's the same yesterday, today, forever. You heard it? The other day. Worthy of our praise. I could stop there, right there. The holiness of God calls us. The holiness of God loves us. The holiness of God keeps us. Beautiful, eh? Beautiful, beautiful God. Beautiful Savior. Oh, man. Why don't we just close, close our eyes? Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His holy name, sing like never. 
worship in holy name. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul. Worship His holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul. I'll worship Your holy name. Let's sing it one more time. Yes, Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, I worship His holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul, I'll worship Your holy name. Yes, let's worship Him again. Woo! Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His holy name, yeah. Worship you, Lord, I worship your holy name. One more time, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul, I worship your holy name. Sing like never before. Oh, my soul, I worship your holy name. I will worship your We worship you, O God. We worship you, O God. We bless your holy name forever. We worship you, O God. There is no one quite like you in all the earth. Worship you, Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His holy name, sing like never before, oh my soul. good get some water where did I put my water how amazing is God he created the world he's thinking about you and me he saw Jesus he saw he saw us through Jesus and I've just started the song <laughs> wants to bring you and I into his story of redemption. That's why we're here. 
we have that story. We have that anthem to sing, with that message to tell. Forget not all his benefits. Look what the gospel does. Who forgives all your sin. Notice the tense. Who forgives. Keeps on forgiving. He forgave. He forgives. He keeps on forgiving the sins that we commit against him. How high, how, how wide, how deep, and how long is the Father's love for us. No matter if we look back into our past, all the sins we are born into sin, and the sins we are committed, and into the, into the future, there's enough grace. No matter how bad our sin was, how deep it was, how far away, how far away felt from the Lord, His forgiveness comes and reaches right into the deepest sin. There's no sin that is too bad for God's grace not to reach and pull you up. All your sin can be forgiven in the name of Jesus. And we live a journey of grace under the, under the shadow, under the, the, the cloud of His grace, pouring day in and day out. There's an ocean of grace that's available to you and me to receive the forgiveness that we need. Amen? Jesus paid the price in full. He said, it is finished. That means the job, his job's done, which means the work of the cross is complete. No matter what your situation, no matter what sin, no matter what weakness we may feel, the cross says a better word. Better than, greater than. I'd like you just for a moment... Go back to the day you were saved. Close your eyes. And remember that day, that day you were saved. And just begin to thank him for, for, for forgiving you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that there was an Easter camp in 1970 on Resurrection Sunday that I remember vividly. Your gospel came to me, and I responded to your most beautiful of invitations to come to you through the blood of Jesus, through the forgiveness of my sins, and be able to stand here today to declare the goodness of God over my life.
How beautiful. You're beautiful. You're worth it all. You're beautiful. You're worth it all. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're worth it all. You're beautiful. You're worth it all. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're worth it all. You're beautiful. You're worth it all. You're beautiful. Right now, just as... Um, Maybe there's an area in your life right now you need to ask the Lord for forgiveness. Right now, you may sense that, that distance from the Lord because there's thoughts or there's something you had or words that have been said or things in your heart that you need to say, Lord, I want you to forgive me right now. I just want to give a moment for that. Just not to make right with God because you're already made right with God. But actually just confess your heart that you want to be close to God. Approach him and you want to come near to him. And your simple said in faith, Lord, forgive me for this thought. Forgive me for that word. Forgive me for that attitude. Forgive me for what my eyes have seen and shouldn't see. Thank you for forgiving us, Lord. See, David saw the magnitude of his sin against the perfection of God's holiness. Oh, mommy. That was a copy. <laughs> oh, mommy. <laughs> Heals all your diseases. Not only does he forgive all your sin, but he heals the present tense. There's a continual flow of the healing power of Jesus. Continual flow. Amen. You come here today with your heart that's painful, in pain. The blood of Jesus can reach that pain. You've come here with Injuries from the past, there's enough grace and mercy to touch that. You've come here with uh, diseases, sicknesses on the inside. There's enough of Jesus, more than enough to heal that. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 4, verse 23, I mean, in Matthew 4, 23, it says, Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching their synagogues, proclaim them good news, of which I'm in to do, Lord, of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. Now, I know this was done on Friday night, and trusting there was healing, and there were some healings that took place Friday night. We've heard of healings that have took place on, on 
Thursday night and last night and trusting for more. But right now, that same power that was here Friday night, same Jesus, is here. So right now, is there anyone here that needs healing in their body? Just put up your hand. Anyone here? We want to pray for you. There's a chance. There we go. Just some guys around. Just keep your hand up. There we go. Let's get some folk around there. Anyone else? There we go. I'm just going to pray a prayer of faith. Pray that healing that God would touch your bodies. Right now, maybe just put some, some guys with hands on those who need healing. Anyone else? Are you sure? There's someone else at the back there. We are going to trust the Lord for healing this morning. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Just put your hands right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the promise of your power, for your Holy Spirit, that you're real, that you're tangible, that you're going to touch bodies, heal bodies this morning. And in the name of Jesus, the name that's above every other name, I speak healing into these bodies in the name of Jesus. Anyone's heart this morning that is Aina, that is sore, God. I pray in the name of Jesus that you'd heal that right now. Heal those bodies now in the precious name of Jesus. Thank you for your power. Thank you for the flow of your spirit. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for healing. Thank you, Jesus. It's you, Lord. We're trusting you for complete healing, miraculous healing in the name of Jesus. I'm trusting just as I've shared some of these things, share them that maybe it's a little template when you ministering to people in your workplace or the world or the street. There's aspects of the gospel that you can apply consistently. People that the forgiveness of sins, the healing of bodies. And the next one. Who redeems your life from the pit. Sets people free. Amen. Woo! Sets you free. See, we can know in our heads that we are forgiven of our sins. We can know intellectually that God came to earth as, as a man in Jesus, died to pay for our sins, rose again, that we can live eternal life and in, in victorious Christian living for eternity. That is, that is the message we can know. But so often, the weight of sin still goes with us. Guilt, the weight of guilt, shame. Maybe there's areas that you may have opened up your life to in the past where the enemy has come in and began to wreak havoc in your life and you feel like you're in the pit in your mind. And this morning you can know that the gospel says you can be free totally. Free, free.
we are set free. It's our inheritance. The Bible says, um, I think it's here, it says, um, John 8 verse 36. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Totally. Totally free. I speak freedom right now, God. Over minds right now, God, that there's any area that's restricting, that's holding back, guilt, shame, that's holding folk back. Any, any shadows, God. Any areas of feeling incompetent or feelings of lost, alone, feeling down and depressed, God. You can reach right down to the very depths of our hearts and our minds and bring healing to us totally. Body, mind, and spirit. It's our inheritance, Jesus. For freedom, you set us free. Not freedom to do as we like, but freedom to come into your presence. Freedom to come and live the life you want us to live. Thank you, Jesus, for this beautiful message that speaks to our spirit mostly, but it speaks to our, our bodies and speaks to our minds and our thoughts. God, you've come to redeem all. That is the message of the gospel. Restoration. Redemption, redeemed from eternal destruction, redeemed into an adventure with Jesus. What a beautiful message we have. Beautiful message. So if the sun sets you free, you'll be free indeed. And crowns you. Oh, and crowns you with love and compassion. Not only does Jesus set us free, not only does he come and forgive, not only does he come and take us out of the pit, but he actually says, I want to do more for you. I want to pour my love on you. I want you to know that I'm smiling over you, not frowning over you. I want you to know that I'm dancing over you. You're singing. I want you to know that you are loved by a heavenly Father, by a perfect Father. We all have had, had imperfect fathers here in this world. I know it. I, I had one. And believe me, I've been one and am an imperfect father. But there's a perfect father in heaven today that wants you to know that you are loved. You are loved. He wants you to know that your identity is found in him. He wants you to know that your security is found in him. He wants you to know that your destiny is found in him. He wants you to know that your purity is found in him. Jesus is enough. Jesus is enough. What a beautiful message we have, man. The message that carries us, the message that keeps us, the message that, the message that gives us passion in our hearts to live our what God has for us. Woo! I love him, eh? The prize is Jesus himself. I might have told this, this story before, so if you've heard it, forgive me. But a while back, about four years ago, four maybe, yeah, four years ago, Harper, my eldest of my two grandkids, um, was still uh, a young child, and I was, I was part of, I was, 
Went to a worship place with worship. Uh, Mervis was there and a couple of guys were worshipping there. And at that stage, uh, uh, Harper was my only grandchild. And as I'm worshipping, I just felt this deep love for Harper, my, my grandchild. I wondered, and I thought, Lord, why is it that I feel as a granddad such deep love for Harper? And as I'm worshipping there, I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, you love her so much because you see your son in her. Let me tell you this. The father sees his son in you and loves you. He clothes you with compassion. We are clothed with the righteousness of Jesus. We are called Christians. The, the, Christ, the people, the, the believers are called Christians in Antioch because people said, is that Jesus? Is Jesus? They thought they saw Jesus there. We are give, get the greatest prize, Jesus himself. We get the, to get the love of a perfect father. How high are the heavens above the earth? Hello? How high is the heavens above the earth? Not even very, infinite. So great is his love for me this morning as the guys were praying I just felt Lord that the motivation for all we do for mission for worship for coming to church for living community for doing this is church series for what it is Lord let it be primarily because we're responding to the love of a perfect father and we just want to love him back We get Jesus. Wow. <laughs> Perfection. Oh, that's another story. So the other day, the other day, I've taught my, I've got, I've got a little Breville coffee machine. So if you guys are coming to my home, okay, you're welcome. Anytime. Just give us half an hour's notice and I'll be there. Okay, I can make you coffee. But I can also get Harper to make you coffee. So we were, we were, I taught her to make coffee, so we're making coffee and we're doing all the stuff, you know, and the, and the stamping and everything. I put it in, and the only thing she frothing because it gets the, the thing gets hot, you know. So, so I do the do the frothing for her, and she's got these two cups of coffee there, and she starts pouring in her in her most gentle of fashions. <laughs> she pours this. Just want you to visualize this creamy milk. Giving him to the cup, you know, and it goes there. And as she's pouring it, she just says, oh, perfection. <laughs> and I was like, that moment I thought, yeah, that is so cute. It wasn't perfect, but it tasted good. Eh? Who had it for you guys? <laughs> I think they made it for you. And I'm thinking, man, that's how God sees us through Jesus. Coffee. Anyone ready for coffee? Almost landing, okay. <laughs> Love this verse. Isaiah 61 verse 10 says, I'm overwhelmed with joy in the Lord my God, for he has dressed me with the clothing of salvation 
and draped me in a robe of righteousness. I am like a bridegroom dressed for his wedding or a bride with her jewels. That's how the Father sees you and me getting us ready for his son, Jesus. Next one, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like an eagle's. Every single promise that the Lord has spoken is true. He clothes us. He loves us. And He says, I've got good things for you. I've given you work to do. There's things I want you to do. I want you to share my love. There's this good news that you are. I need to talk about it too. What I'm talking about has happened in today. Is what's happened in us. Forgiveness of sin. Healing. Wholeness out of the pit, freedom, that's us, that's I, our identity, I'm a son first, before I'm a father, before I'm a dad, before I'm a granddad, before I'm an elder, I'm a son, loved by a perfect father, and every promise will be true, that he speaks of us. He fully satisfies us. He gives us vision. He gives us purpose. He gives us hope in this world. And the next. Full. Full. He's given us the Holy Spirit as an inheritance of our salvation, of who we are. We have everything we need. I'd like us to sing... There's a worship song I'd like to sing. I love you, Lord. Have we got that? Maybe we can just sing it. Just all all my life you've been faithful. Allow us to sing it.
my days I've been held in your hands From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head And I will sing Of the goodness of God Thank you, Lord about the gospel is this he made known his ways to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel the God we're talking about calls us into personal encounter daily make himself known to you and me each and every single day and that known isn't just a head knowledge, actually knowing him experientially. And this morning, I want to put it out there again. Do you know this God that I've been speaking about, this Jesus we've been speaking about? Do you love him? Have you experienced the love of the Father, this perfect Father who wants to come and say, I forgive you. I want to set you free. I want to make you new. I want to give you hope. I want to give you a future. I want to give you a destiny. I want to give you salvation. And more than that, I want to bring you into a relationship with me that you may know me intimately and personally, that we are on this adventure together, a perfect Father. If that's you, I'd love to have an opportunity for me to pray and then others to pray with you. Is there anyone here? Just raise your hand. I'd love to give an opportunity. Any, anyone here? You don't know about this Jesus, like I've been talking about. This gospel, the good news, the best news, most perfect of news we could ever get. Anyone? Just want to make sure all of you know Jesus. Because we don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know what this afternoon holds. I want to just make sure every single one of you are in a relationship with Jesus and you know him personally. You've asked him into your life and asked him to forgive your sins, to set you free. Anyone want to give one more opportunity here? Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you this morning that you've entrusted us with this beautiful message, the gospel. Beautiful, beautiful message, Lord. That includes everyone, every generation, every nation. And Father, I thank you that you've called us, every single one of us here, uh, having recognized and received you as our Lord and Savior into that destiny, into that plan 
that redemption plan which is unfolding. Jesus, wow. Awesome that you've called us into this beautiful relationship with you. Father, I thank you that we can know this morning that we are loved. Thank you this morning, Father, that we can know that you're all we need. Thank you, Jesus, just for giving us the answer to every question we may have, because it's in you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. Thank you.